Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, good morning, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Naturopathy Today with me and my fabulous co-host, Steve Langford. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Michael. It's always a good day when we can get together like this. I agree totally. It's, a, uh, it's stimulating for me because there's no telling what will come up and where you know particular thoughts will take us. So that's always a good thing. It's one of the things I find interesting about what we do here because it's very conversational and you know we've decided that we're okay with being sort of free form. We've got a topic in mind, but we're not bound by that. So we'll just go where the muse leads us today. Well, there it is. And, and life is like that. You know, you can wake up in the morning and have a particular plan of action that you're going to execute for the day. And lo and behold, by the time you get to work, you've had four other thoughts, maybe two phone calls, a text, and now your day has become rearranged and you have no choice but to go with the flow. And there's no telling what opportunities will present themselves as you go flowing through the day. Well, life intrudes and we just all got to be prepared to go with the flow. You're exactly right. And then when we do that, who knows what adventures await us? Oh, there you go. So today's adventure is going back to something we covered before, but not thoroughly in the sense that when we did Alzheimer's episodes, we said we would cover senility and dementia. And so I thought today that we would jump in and start off with senility or being senile, which I understand to some circles is a bad word, almost like an insult. Well, you're senile. No, this is just being cranky, you know, so it's a whole other animal. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference because <laughs> there are some people that are cranky early on. At any rate, it's interesting that senility or becoming senile is really associated with just aging. It's like once you hit the age of 65, then weaknesses begin to manifest. Now, of course, I don't accept that as being true, but it is the general rule of thumb. And the reason I say I don't accept it, Steve, is because if you're living the American, let me rephrase that, we don't want you living the American diet. If you're living a health food diet, organic foods, minimum flesh foods, clean water, you know, herbal teas, organic coffees, then I don't see where senility or becoming senile would become a thing. You know, I, I, we are what we eat. And so, and we've talked about doing, ex, you know, mental exercises when we talked about Alzheimer's, you know, word games, I love Jeopardy and uh, Wheel of Fortune. Those are kinds of things that I do, plus a lot of reading. So it's really a matter of fortifying self to stave off old age. I'm sure you have you know, some- Michael. Just to reiterate that point, and we've talked about this before, people who take care of themselves over, you know, their adulthood, or, you know, they start at some point to take care of themselves, they're going to reap the benefits. 
we put ourselves in a position of doing better going forward. It seems to me the people who don't pay attention, who don't make critical choices, who don't think deeply about how to live their lives in order to improve over time, they're the ones that are likely going to suffer the consequences of their choice or their lack of good choices that are going to suffer those consequences. And, you know, I've said this before, the person who takes care of themselves is likely to do better than if they didn't. So this cause and effect, even though we don't know the future, we are setting the stage for a better future or not by those choices that we make. Absolutely. That's why, you know, choosing a good, healthy diet, reading good, inspiring books, articles, seeing, you know, inspiring movies or informative movies are so much healthier than getting caught up in what life is presenting. And I do believe that the dark forces, because I'm one of those guys that believes in light forces and dark forces. And I do believe that the dark forces are priming the pump. And that's why our music from the 60s, which was about love and understanding and communication, has degenerated, I think, into the, you know, the rap thing where there's a lot of denigration of women, color. It's, you know, it's really a sad state of affairs. Well, it's an example to me, and you and I have talked about this, of it's not just what we feed our bodies physically with the food, it's what we feed our minds, what we choose to accept as the content that we want to view and consume and allow to influence us. And when we choose those positive messages, those positive thoughts, and we seek to manifest that goodness, I think we see results. I think cause and effect exists. And when we set the stage for better results, that's likely what we're going to receive. And if we don't, even through negligence, we can't appropriate those beneficial things because we aren't appropriating them in our lives. Very true. You know, senility, it's really interesting. They, earlier I said, you know, it's considered to be an insult. The only time it's really used anymore is in the medical realm when they have to discuss it with maybe a, a client. But what is now the PC term for aging and disease setting in is the um, cognitive changes. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty cool terminology. Yes. You know, cognitive decline is how yeah, I've heard right? it phrased. But they try to keep it upbeat. Oh, no, you're just going through a change. You're not declining at all. The fact yeah, that you're uh, now wheelchair bound and uh, has nothing to do with anything. You're just getting old. Yeah, you know, it's a state of mind, you know, and I think I've said this before, I think by maintaining an immature perspective of reality and self helps you stay young. And, and maybe oh, Michael, just... you're so childlike sometimes. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. I appreciate All it. All right. Well, you know, it, it brings a point that oftentimes life intrudes and life can be serious. That's all true. Mm-hmm. But still, as individuals, as free thinking organisms, we have the opportunity to program our thinking and to seek better thoughts, better actions, and better outcomes. So we can do that even when we face these challenges. Maybe it's more important then than ever. It is. It absolutely is, you know, because we both run businesses 
And so there is an aspect of being quote unquote serious. The difference is I think that some people who do own businesses get caught up in the business and think that the business is them in a sense that it becomes part of their expression. I mean, I consider my company another one of my children. I grew it, you know, I created all the products. I grew it from nothing into something. And so, yes, I'm very attached to it. Yes, it's part of my identity. Yes, it is my responsibility. And and I've been through some trauma, as you well know, with the government because of trying to speak the truth, which is a no-no with the FDA, you know. But nonetheless, I haven't allowed it and I think allow is is a good term for it, I haven't allowed it to mature me into stress. You know, I look at everything as, you know, this is part of the flow. This is another issue I have to deal with. And again, if you take, I believe, if you take that kind of a, an approach to it, then as long as you seek to understand, you know, it goes back to the four P's we talked about, as long as you seek to understand all of the elements involved and gather knowledge about those and then apply that information, I think you can get through without being completely stressed out. And if you do have stress, it would be of a minor realm and not something catastrophic, elevating blood pressure and getting hypertension. Well, this is something that you know everybody faces in their lives. But one of the things that I found so very powerful over decades of my own life and many of the people that I've dealt with is a concept of faith, people of faith, not religion per se, but faith. They have a belief in their part in the universe and their part in the world and their part in their community. And they have faith that things will work out to the betterment overall. You know, those who believe in God have a faith that God is overall watching them and caring for them. And it doesn't matter to me what that expression of faith is, but that faith gives us a foundation that a belief in something greater than ourselves. And I've always found that faith oftentimes is a key tool just to get through these times. I have faith that it will work out in the end. I have faith that I will survive this whatever it is. And I think that contributes perhaps to people's success. I feel, I don't know if the sorry is the word for people who don't have any faith and don't have any hope because those two things together to me express potential that we can't see, but we can believe in and we seek towards that And I find that that's often a powerful component that leads us through these different issues and traumas and uh, problems that we face in life. If I do the right things, I'll achieve the best outcome possible. That's what I go for. Well, you know, that strikes me as a program that one would insert into their biocomputer mind to create expectations. Okay, Okay. I mean, that's one of the ways that I looked at that. Also, when it comes to faith, I'm more of the, you know, yes, I do believe in God. I believe that it is a creative continuum. It is an energy. It is a force. It is a level of consciousness that dwells, as Jesus taught, within as well as without. And the kind of faith that I relate to more than giving it to giving up to God to take care of me, 
is more about a working faith, you know, built on obviously experience and confidence, because I think, I know for myself, I won't talk for anybody else, but I do think that I know that I have failed quite a few times in life at endeavors. And nonetheless, I grew from those endeavors because I tried to seek to understand what within myself led to that failure. And by understanding that and working on that and shoring that up, I developed my working faith that allows me to persevere through whatever I'm confronted with. But, you know, I think that's a really important point and an important point, an aspect of faith. And I agree with you 100 percent. Faith is not about giving up on your responsibilities. It's a recognition, I think, that there's cause and effect in life. And I have faith that if I do the right things, I will be led down a better path and have a better outcome. I, I agree with you. It's not a matter of just giving up and saying, God, you take care of it. I think we have our role in life and we can't abdicate that role. Uh, otherwise, we are not going to get those results and those blessings. So I think we're on the same page, kind of. But, you know, every man has his own perceptions and has to absolutely make sense for himself, you know, how to order his life. And you and I, we don't expect to say agree word for word, but we do understand the spirit of each other and what it is that we seek to do in our own lives and for others. And so, you know, if people hear us describe things differently, that's an opportunity for them to appropriate two different minds thinking about this, bringing it to a discussion, and allowing our listeners then to pick and choose that which is meaningful to them and in their own lives appropriate these as best they can and as best they see in their own experience. You know, on that note, I always believe that every issue that someone is confronted with and they hear a different opinion, perspective, understanding, all of it is right for the individual. You know, it goes back to you see what you want to see, you hear what you want to hear, and you move forward. What is missed in that equation is that what you see and what you hear is based on your subconscious concepts and expectations of how you think things should be, which is one of the reasons Jesus taught, you know, take the speck out of your own eye before you see the moat in your brothers. You know, I wear glasses, so I look at life, you know, fortunately, they're not rose colored, they're not tinted. So I have a clear perspective. When you wear rose-colored glasses or tinted glasses, you're getting a distorted look at life. I don't think that that's a healthy thing. Talking well, about, you know, Michael, I, I feel like I've taken us a little bit off the topic here. To bring us back to that, I have a question for you. We have these terms, Alzheimer's, dementia, senility. Are these all related? Are they distinctly different? Do they have things in common? Lead us in a discussion of this uh, issue of dementia and senility. Funny you would bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) That um, senility can actually be the founding seed that could lead to Alzheimer's. Not necessarily, because senility is different from dementia in the sense that, like we said earlier, being senile is just an indication of old age weakness. It can evolve into dementia in which case 
now we're beginning to lose more than just our cognitive ability and our memory. But there are some very characteristic changes. For instance, bone shrinking or your bones become weaker, you know, developing osteoporosis, getting smaller in size. I used to be 6'3 in my mind. Now I'm just down to six <laughs> foot, you know, a decrease in flexibility is another indication. Having less strength, you lose it. You know, it's go the whole thing. Use it or lose it. Another is the wrinkling of the skin, the crepe skin. And unfortunately, I'm beginning, I see that on my own body. And as healthy as we stay, and I've taken antioxidants, I take a thousand IUs of E every couple of days. The reality is aging is going to occur. We are going to have some issues as we grow older because the body is not perfect. We have all grown up before we became health conscious, living the way our parents fed us. And that set seeds for some issues. And another, the last thing, because we're, we're kind of running near time, is age spots. You know, those liver spots. A friend of mine, Dr. Rothschild, who was my mentor for like 15 years, told me one of the ways to get rid of age spots was to take banana peels and rub the skin. <laughs> and did it work? <laughs> well, I don't have any age spots, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, then apparently it did work. <laughs> well, you know, I Just also read that in Mexico, one of the things that they do with banana peels is they throw them under the house where, the, you know, where there's a, an opening. They throw them under the house because it keeps fleas away from that environment. I thought that wow. was very interesting. That is interesting. So those are some of the things to look out for. Next week, when we get back, we'll get back into some of the earlier other signs of dementia. And uh, we'll get into those and some things that, you know, we can become aware of so we can see what kind of a track we're on and which way we're headed. So on that note, I'll say, Steve, from my end, I will look forward to seeing you next week. Well, if I can remember to be here, Michael, <laughs> then you'll know I haven't reached the point. All right. Then so, I will assume you're not over 65. <laughs> well, you can assume it all you want. Assume it, don't make it true. But, well, there is you know, that. Really, as much to the point that these things that we're talking about People experience them as a part of normal aging, the yep. slight ones. They're not the serious ones, but they always concern us. And talking about the things that we can do that can actually help reverse some of those signs and symptoms, I'm looking forward to. So thank you, Michael. I'll see you here next week. Thank you, you folks. Care. Folks, as Steve just said, you all take care, be well, and hopefully we'll see you again next week too. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.